it's not like we have tape to deal with here. This we is true. have pretty much virtually unlimited space to work with. Yay. So welcome to the very first episode of our Veronica Mars rewatch viewing podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Sean. Excellent. Um, so now that we've got that out of the way, I guess just a little bit of background as to why I thought this would be fun. Veronica Mars was the very first show that I was ever like obsessed with. Like this is my show. I don't miss an episode. I tell people about it. Um, I've had a lot of shows growing up that I casually watched mostly with my family but I feel like this one was the first one that was like mine. Like I owned it. I'm a little possessive of it. But it's also one of the few things in my life that I wish I could experience again for the first time. Um, so reading the Harry Potter series, obviously another thing I wish I could experience for the first time. But watching this show is definitely one of them. So in a weird way, I was like, well, why don't I rewatch the episodes with somebody who's never seen it? That's me. And then it will be like sort of watching it for the very first time again. So yeah, so that's my thought. So quick question for you, Sean. Before... You watched the pilot, because you've watched the pilot now, which we'll discuss. What did you know about the show? Just what you had told me. Which was? (laughs) Um, So, well, I I know that I had some friends who were fans of the show. One who uh, is very interested in joining our podcast, by the way. Um, But I I knew absolutely nothing about it, except for you lent me the DVDs uh, last year. And you had them for how long? I had them for about a year sitting on my TV stand um, oh. and I would stare at them guiltily all the time like wow I should probably watch that at some point and then I decided to give them back to you so just in case. It was meant to be yes. that this podcast would happen. It's like the universe knew for you to not watch the show so that we could watch it um, now at this point. So that's kind of my reason for why I wanted to do it Also because I know so many people still really love the show. It's definitely one that has a following that's continued on through the years. And so I know that there's a lot of you out there who have an equal love and appreciation for everything that is Veronica Mars and this wonderful world in which she exists. So yeah. And I will do my best to uh, feel the same. And if he doesn't, we'll kick him off the show. (laughs) Um, So we are going to talk today about The Pilot, which is just titled Pilot. Uh, It originally aired on the UPN. Do you remember the UPN, Sean? It was the old CW. (laughs) The old CW. It was like UPN and WB merged and became the CW. Right. So, but UPN was, I mean, that was like old school UPN. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Uh, but anyway, so it originally, that <laughs> it originally aired on the UPN on September 22nd, 2004. Wow. 14 years ago. The year after I graduated high school. Two years after I graduated high school. I was like, I'm definitely a junior in, high, in college at this time. Um, and I didn't really think it was that long ago until I saw the fashion. And then I was like, oh, but that's... In the soundtrack. Later. Soundtrack is so great, though. Okay, anyway. Um, so I'm going to ask you... If you had to summarize the pilot, if you had to like give a little synopsis, couple sentences, how would you... If I had to, or you're saying, Sean, you have to summarize the pilot now. Sean, I need you to summarize the okay. pilot now. <laughs> Good thing I took notes. <laughs> um, so it, I, I think I won't be able to do it much justice as far as timeline because it bounces all over the place because mm-hmm. it's doing a lot of 
character development and this is why this person is explaining this person these are who these people are um so i mean as far as storyline goes there's just kind of a um it starts out with veronica we we meet veronica sitting in her her buick is that what you chrysler chrysler lebaron um i i'm sure i will learn that uh, by heart by the end (laughs) of this um and i think the first lines out of her mouth is i will never get married um and uh Right then, character building, right mm-hmm. immediately. Um, so she's sitting outside a hotel, a sleazy hotel. She's obviously a private eye, um, sitting there spying on people, taking pictures. Um, and then these bikers come up, and she thinks that there's going to be trouble. And it, my first uh, instinct was, what, there's trouble because there's bikers? That's kind of a stereotype. <laughs> what the hell, Veronica? What kind of show am I watching? And then I actually wrote that down and then eventually scratched it out, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so we meet her, um, then it flashes back to um, what happened earlier that day, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. We, we meet her. Uh, we meet Wallace, who's taped onto a light pole, um, which she cuts down, so automatically puts her in the light as the hero, mm-hmm. um, while everybody else is an asshole. Um, so we... We're now seeing there's the we were developing the setting, which is the jungle that is high school, mm-hmm. which I think was kind of a, a very popular trope in the early early two thousands, mm-hmm. late nineteen nineties. Well, it's um I was gonna say one of the things that was uh, really interesting is um so Rob Thomas is from Austin. His mm-hmm. dad was actually vice principal at Westlake High <laughs> School, um and when he originally wrote his teen novel it was going to be like oh it was going to be a novel like he had it pitched with a male protagonist and then ended up changing it because he thought a female would have a more unique point of view but anyway i don't think the show would have done as well with a male no it would not have yeah especially in 2004 yes um so we meet wallace um then we get some flashback of what happened to wallace to get him taped up on the Mm -hmm. pole um we meet weevil we meet the weird ex-boyfriend he's i say weird because he hasn't doesn't say many words at this point he's duncan i can tell that he's uh he's scarred um they don't have much of him in this episode just Mm -hmm. him scowling um and then crazy dude um, logan what's his name logan logan yeah Uh, so anyway we meet all these people Mm -hmm. um we get to see where how wallace became a snitch um I don't know. Like, there's not much story going on here. It's all character development. It's all introductions. Yeah. So and, and they introduce the cops as well, who are mm-hmm. obvious or not the cops. Sheriff's. Excuse me, the sheriff's department. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I think that one of the great things, because I, I've given you sort of a rundown of how the episodes are sort of structured, where you have this kind of mystery du jour mm-hmm. that she helps a like a classmate out with, and then every episode kind of contributes to the major season long mystery of. Who killed Lily Kane? Right. Who murdered Lily Kane? Um, and this episode doesn't really have that mystery de jour. I mean, it kind of does. It's mostly like how her and Wallace became friends. Yeah. It's if anything, it's her using her investigative prowess and connections and um, smarts to get him off the hook with. The PC PCHers, which is Weevil's right biker gang. I love the Weevil. So I guess she's in this episode. She's making the connection with Wallace, but she's also making connections with the biker gang, which I'm assuming 
become allies. They, at least towards the end of this episode, you mm -hmm. can tell that they're kind of on the same side, just yeah. against the crazy Logan dude, at least. So let's transition now and talk about characters because as fun as the, and we'll talk about the mysteries themselves in a moment, like the, the questions that are posed and the things that are brought up that are unresolved mm -hmm. in the episode. Um, but I really feel like the characters and the relationships are sort of what makes this show. Um, and I think that just like with a book, you know, if you don't really connect with the narrator or the character who's telling the story, you're not about to sign up to do a 300-page ride with them mm -hmm. if you don't enjoy them. And I feel like that's very much the case with these characters is if you don't love them or love to hate them, um, the likelihood of you continuing on with the show is small. Mm -hmm. So talking a little bit about these characters, I already mentioned that for me it was like, meeting old friends I was so excited to see everybody like I was surprised by how excited I was to see Vice Principal Clemens and Deputy Sachs and just kind of all of these smaller characters Corny even um who you wouldn't expect to he's the one who made the bong you yeah. wouldn't expect him to show up again mm -hmm. all the time not major just minor things is great anyway right. so characters who do who do we love obviously veronica yes um it doesn't hurt that i have a crush on the actress kristen bell is yes. quite quite beautiful <laughs> um and also i'm, I'm loving good, the good place right now so, so good um not cut up though so uh, great um so her and her dad i i absolutely like her dad a lot Mars. um i'm still on the fence with wallace um it's i mean i don't have anything against him mm -hmm. it's just like eh. It's the first episode. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I guess the, the Mars family, I guess, is my favorite so far. Oh, for sure. Um, and they will be yeah. forever. <laughs> for eternity. Except for, uh, um, I was taking notes about her mother, because, I mean, we're just picking up hints at this point. Mm -hmm. um, Leanne is her name. Okay, Leanne. Um, do they mention her name yet? They mention, yes. They do mention it. Okay. Um, but, I mean, at the very beginning, I was right. I wrote down, Mom dead? <laughs> and mom then, drunk and i'm like mark? mom left and then i'm like alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> well because you know she has a mom because you see it in some of the flashbacks but then you're in the present and you know her mom's not there so right. it's like well what happened what happened to mom where is she right and then and then like she gets run out of town because of it, it's like a status thing almost mm -hmm. and then i guess that's probably gonna be like an ongoing thing do you like her mom do you not like her mom because um I know you see the the part where she throws the um, the music box in the trash mm -hmm. and she's pissed. You know her mm -hmm. mom left. Yeah. And and from a, a child's perspective or even a teenager's perspective, um, it's they not necessarily understand all the different facets to a situation. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you're like, you're, my mom just left me, mm -hmm. just abandoned me. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care what the reason is. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm sorry that you have egg on your face because your husband, it, all this stuff. And anyway. Veronica stands behind her dad 100%. After all of that, why couldn't her mom do the same? Mm. So, I don't know. I, I am very much looking forward to learning more about Leanne yeah. Mars. And I also think one of the great things, I'm glad you brought up the music box because I had a note here, is that you do see her throw away the music box without mm. literally any thought. Like right. she reads a note from her mom, throws them both away, walks out of her bedroom. But then at the end, it's back. It's back. So you know, 
it's such a great and simple way to illustrate that initial anger, that frustration with her mother for doing what she did, but that she still loves her mother and misses her because she went back and got the music box. So, but did she? Yes. Okay. Because she, because yeah, you'd be like, well, maybe Keith found it while he was taking That's out the trash. That's what I was thinking. But it's on her desk at the office. Like that desk is hers in the front that and the secretary's desk. Mm-hmm. And it was open on her desk and it was playing when Keith right. wasn't But there. it was kind of a head scratcher for me though. It's, um, you know, because we don't, <laughs> there's a lot of time that passed between mm-hmm. those two moments. Like um, who knows what could have happened. The, the maid I like to think she it. went back and got it. Yes, they I don't know. have a maid. Sean, I know, <laughs> they live I know, in an I apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> I had a maid when I lived in an apartment complex. <laughs> um, okay. So anyone else? Anyone else that you like? I literally have a list of character names over here, so I can just go down them, and you can be like, like, hate, like. <laughs> I'm not sure if that would be hate. good radio. Um, I just feel like, well, and the reason I say that is just because this episode, there are so many people that we're introduced to. Right. What I find interesting about that is, as a writer, when you are writing opening chapters, when you are writing stories which i feel like you could almost think of a pilot as like the first few opening chapters of a book right it's Mm -hmm. not the thing isn't complete you are encouraged against introducing a thousand people right because it's so hard for the reader to keep them straight Mm -hmm. and in this episode i i didn't count them but there's got to be so many people that by name you are introduced to not just a presence right but like you have deputy Sachs, sheriff lamb Inga, Felix, Weevil, Vice Principal Clemens, um, Logan, uh, the Canes, Celeste, and Jake, and Lily, and Duncan. You know, there's there's so many people that you're just throw that are just thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Some of them you you don't really put too much stock in, right? Like the Vice Principal, you're like right. the Vice Principal. So then, so we talk about who we love. I'm going to talk, instead of just asking you who you love, I'm going to tell you who I love. I already told you who I love. Okay. Well, I love (laughs) Wallace. I do agree that I think in this episode, you don't really get a strong sense of his character. Mm -hmm. Like when you can, when you compare him to, let's say Logan, who has a very strong presence right away, that he's kind of this button pusher, troublemaker, a little bit psychotic. He has some anger issues. He's a little inappropriate. Right. When you compare Wallace to him, Wallace is, you learn that Wallace is a kid who works a part-time job while in high school at a liquor store, which I'm like, can they do that? Was it a liquor store? I thought it was just a, it was just it's like a, 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 a wagon, second pack, wagon, wagon, It's like wagon, a gas, bag. it's like a gas station. It's not a gas station. It's a convenience it's, store. It's a convenience store. So I always wonder, like, can he do that? Because doesn't he sell alcohol and cigarettes? But he's a minor. Yeah, it was California in 2004. It was the Wild West back then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but then you've got, you know, him him report, like, pressing the alarm button. So obviously he's got some sort of moral code. You get him flying remote control planes or drones or something. Not drones because it's 2004. It's a remote control plane. Um, At the <laughs> beach. Like, he's got glasses. He's kind of a little bit nerdy. And it's it's funny to be introduced to that version of him because he doesn't necessarily stay that way. Like, he doesn't make any vast changes. But, like, just kind of who he is shifts a little bit. Right. But you really don't get a strong sense of him in this first episode other than he's a good person who needs a friend and he's kind of 
what Veronica needs too in that respect mm-hmm. is needing needing somebody who doesn't really care about anything that's happened in terms of her past, what happened with her father, um, what happened with Lily. Like he's kind of a blank slate, which I think gives them a unique opportunity to be friends. Mm-hmm. I say I love Wallace because I have three seasons of and a movie history with Wallace. <laughs> so I know how much of him is to love. Um, but I remember seeing him and just being so excited because he's just such a great character. Who else do I love? Weevil. I think I love Weevil just because he has the most ridiculous times. Like Weevil will love we will love you long time. I'm like, we will. Um, so, the, and also the actor's name. Francis Capra. Francis, Francis Capra. Do you know who Frank Capra is? Are we about to talk about Shazam? I don't know. Oh, Weevil was the little kid in Shazam. Gotcha. With well, Shaq. But do you know who Frank Capra was? I guess probably was. He's the, the director for It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Um, and uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I did not know this. all those uh, Jimmy Stewart movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's, there, he has a certain brand of movies called Capricorn because it's super corny. Ah, Jimmy. Oh, know. that's funny. So, and I saw Francis Capra. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's weird. This is Weevil. <laughs> then I googled it. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not Frank Capra. <laughs> it's not. No, it's a little kid from Shazam. And also, Frank is short for Francisco. I mm-hmm. found out as well. Anyway, so, um, so we talked about who we love. Who do we hate? Is there anybody yet that you're just sort of like, ugh? Um, I mean, the deputy sheriff, whatever. Sheriff Lamb. Sheriff Lamb. Like the animal. Like the cute, cuddly, barnyard animal. Gotcha. Lamb. That guy. Yeah. Um, The whole, go see the wizard and find some courage. Fucking hate him. (laughs) Sorry, do we swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Because I fucking hate him. (laughs) He's the worst. I've got some really great stories about him later. Like, real-life stories. A uh, little teaser for you all. I actually have to find out if I can talk about Okay. Character or actor? Actor. Okay. <laughs> um, just some really great things that I think are probably common knowledge, but... Um, I really like how you're, you're assuming people are going to listen to us. If anything, you got to stay for that tidbit. <laughs> He's actually a really big soap opera star. Like, oh. I always see him in the grocery checkout line. You know how there's, like, the little, like... Um, magazines and stuff and then there's always oh. like this little dense little book about like everything you need to know going on in your soap operas yeah, right soap now weekly. something yeah something like now that and he's always on the cover of it and i was like it's fucking sheriff lamb <laughs> <laughs> i hate him uh yeah don't like him who else how do you feel about logan uh, so i mean i think he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch mm. so that leads me to my next question who are we interested to know more about um sorry i keep like if you hear that popping sound it's me taking the lid off of my coffee cup and putting it back on because i'm a child great podcasting thanks <laughs> this is what radio's for right yeah. let me narrate everything i'm doing right now fact, i'm sitting cross-legged on a couch <laughs> and i'm about to go grab the funyuns because um, <laughs> that's the, the next best thing you can do is mm-hmm. eat good crunchy food while you're on Yum. microphone so interested to know more about the more i think about this my favorite character in the show so far is keith Keith Mars. Oh, so great. Um, so I'm very interested to learn more about him. I guess back to what I said before, it was uh, her mother. I think that's the character I'm interested to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, so far, she's the biggest enigma, I guess. She is. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, aside from the whole who murdered uh, Lily, Kane. Lily Kane thing. But yeah, yeah. so I think the, the mother, what, what's the mother's name again? Leanne. Leanne. Um, 
Leanne. It is Leanne. If Leanne I say it, Mars. If I say it five more times, I will remember. <laughs> I will remember. Envision shaking her hand. It's nice to meet you, Leanne. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't remember people's names when I shake their hands either. Oh, okay. Well, then don't do that. <laughs> it's very rude of me. Don't, I know. don't imagine that. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you've mentioned Keith again um, because I had a little section here about relationships because I feel like the two biggest relationships that you're introduced to in this episode, in the pilot, is the relationship between Veronica and Wallace Mm -hmm. and Veronica and her father, Keith. And they are the, I would argue, the bedrock of the show, Mm -hmm. especially the one between her and her father. Right. Um, They are so funny. Their interactions are so great. They have such a great back and forth. Does he stop saying, who's your daddy? (laughs) Um, I really hope he does. I will say he doesn't stop with the corny dad jokes okay. and those moments. I don't know if he really says it again. I'm sure he does. I don't have a catalog of them, but I know that they were like that in that first episode when he does it. She's always just like, God. He does it like three times. And it's like, that's so weird. He does a lot. He does <laughs> Especially all... since you're only 10 years older than her. Yeah. He <laughs> does a lot of dad jokes, um, which is, you know, par for the course for him. Um, but the one thing that I really love about him is that he is very fu- funny and serious at the same time mm-hmm. and very caring and one of the greatest things is when he does get angry with Veronica, which will happen eventually, um, you almost have the exact same reaction with her where you're just sort of like, wait, is he angry? Like he's angry at me for doing this? Because she, you know, he gets angry when she puts herself in danger, when she does things that he tells her not to do. There's a really great episode in this season coming up where they take opposite sides of something and try to prove each other wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it's, that it's Mars versus Mars episode. It's great. Yeah, Keith and Veronica and Wallace and Veronica are two of, I think for her, the two most, two of the most important relationships that she has mm-hmm. um, throughout the entire series. I imagine she's not going to have a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's going to be more, but there's some yeah. definite um, intimacy issues there. I mean, getting roofied and raped, that'll do that to you. Yeah. I I don't want to say that that's something that I forget happens, but it is – so the one thing I will say about my love for Veronica Mars is it runs so deep and so strong that even when the show does something wrong, I can still love it. Right. And I've never been 100% okay with the way they deal with that storyline. Um I don't know if it's the intention of the writing or they were trying to work in some sort of like, well, this is how society kind of treats this. Um, and it comes back, not her situation, but this a similar storyline comes back in a later season. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's such a tricky thing to talk about. So... To mysteries. <laughs> I feel like it's so hard. So in this first episode, they set up the season-long mysteries. And I, th- I would say even like half-season mysteries. Like things that will eventually be solved soon versus it'll take the whole season mm-hmm. to figure out this mystery. Um, there's a couple of different ones. So the big one, obviously, is who murdered Lily Kane. Yes. 
So so we have Lily Kane, who killed Lily Kane. And actually, so this is what I, we forgot, is as of right now, we have, there's somebody in custody. Right. As a confessed murder of Lily Kane, right. which is Abel Koontz. Um, so as of right now. So it's obviously not him. And <laughs> Keith, the reason he lost his job was that he was convinced it was Jake Kane. Right. And kept pursuing Jake Kane, which turned everyone against him because it's like you're chasing the father but i'm like in a lot of murders it's somebody close to the person right and somebody in the family or or it's so i don't feel like it's that far-fetched it's okay um we also have why is her dad still investigating the lily kane murder so when she breaks into the safe at the end she finds out that his notes are as recent as a month ago so he still hasn't mentioned that at all to her so she had no idea so well, I mean, the way I see it, you can't really let something like that go. This is true. It Especially was if you were to if you were to solve it, it would be redemption huge. for his entire family. It really would be, and it would also be, you know, it's sad. Like it was his daughter's best friend. Like it was somebody close to his daughter. It could have been his daughter. Kind of like you can project in that way, um, and so it is very personal for him. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, we don't know why Duncan broke up with her. Because I don't know if you got that from the timeline, but Duncan broke up with her before Lily died. I did not get that from yes. the timeline. So he was being cold and weird and distant all of a sudden, just kind of blew her off. Mm-hmm. And then Lily died. Oh, I'm sorry. Lily was murdered. Right. Um, B- both of those happened. Both of those happened. But it was Duncan first and then Lily. No, I mean, uh, her, she died and she was murdered. Both of those yes. happened. Oh, yes. yes. Concurrently. <laughs> um, because when you're murdered, you die. Yeah, um, typically. But we, because there's that scene where she's sitting in the car because her dad's responded to the call and they're saying not to go in there, to stay in the car, but she ends up going and running mm-hmm. to Duncan. And it's just kind of like. I see it as a tension of always like, well, I don't want to go talk to him because he's not really talking to me, but something's happening and he doesn't look good and runs in there and then finds out everything that's happened. Um, so we don't know why broken, um, Duncan broke up with her. And her mom, which you've alluded to as well, is what happened with her mom? Why did she leave? We get the sense that she left because of um, the, the loss of status that you mentioned, mm-hmm. the... Um, you know losing their house being made a mockery everybody kind of hating them and she just couldn't cut it anymore and so she left and so is it just that is it something more um we also learned something very interesting to that story related to the license plate Mm -hmm. that the license plate belongs to a car registered to leanne mars which makes her the woman in the motel room. It, but also the fact that Keith recognized it immediately. Like, I think he recognized the car, not necessarily the license plate. Mm-hmm. Well, but also he's been at... He's also been investigating. He's been investigating. He's been on the heels of this yeah. mystery. And so there's something going on there that Veronica isn't privy to. And is it important or is it marital issues that belong to her parents? And so she, as their child, as their teenage child, isn't privy to? Or is there something bigger to it um because she never gets that money shot she never sees the woman in the in the room um but we're left to assume that it's her mother because at the end she goes there knocks on the door so her mother was in town why didn't she say hello why was she there why was she meeting with jake kane so many questions 
We running out of time? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was trying to be quiet about it and not. It's you okay. Know. Well, you you pointed to a, an ev- imaginary watch on your wrist. Um. So I guess <laughs> Th- in thanks closing, for explaining that. You're welcome. We gotta. <laughs> people can't see things, Sean. We gotta tell them. That's why I do things and not say them. Right. Um. So then one last thing that I wanted to talk to talk about that I just think is really great, and this will be succinct. Um. I feel like I've talked a lot, but um. I'm just really excited. It's okay. Um. I think there's a really great. It's not necessarily one of those things that I didn't see until this time, but it's not something that I think that really kind of settled with me until this time is this idea of self-definition. Mm-hmm. So several times throughout the episode, you hear like Wallace says to her, like, you should hear the stuff people are telling, saying about you. Like there's some serious rumors going on. Like she doesn't already know. Like she doesn't already know. Um and then there's that, and then there's this idea at the very end that I just thought was very interesting. I don't know if this was an intentional thing or not, but in the closing line, she talks about kind of like having hope, and she's like, what can I say? You, that Veronica Mars, she's a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't want to be like, it's like taking back the narrative, but it's this idea of defining, I lost my train of thought. Well, defining, defining her character, but also yeah. at the same time, um, that showed character growth. Like in the very mm-hmm. first episode with her relationship, her budding friendship with Wallace mm-hmm. and everything that happened, it's like already she's becoming a better person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess it's kind of a taste of things to come. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming over the next few seasons, we're just going to watch her grow. I'm sure she'll have some, she'll fall from grace a few times. Um, I'm sure there'll be some episodes where she abandons all her friends and abandons all hope and goes on a drinking purge or something. I don't really feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> but there are some definite moments where you're like, oh, Veronica, no, don't. Yeah. Um, but I just, I thought it was very interesting that it's like this idea of how quickly you can spin your narrative or redeem your narrative right. or push back against the narrative or the way that people define you and also reveal that people are very multifaceted and you can be a lot of things and then also another thing to be incredibly vague <laughs> i didn't mean to do that but it's like she can be these like horrible things like the the girl who stands by her father who's also all of these horrible things right that everybody says he is but then also still be a person who's heartbroken about the fact that her family fell apart in all of this mm-hmm. and those are things like what happened in her own personal world aren't things that people care about because all they care about is that lily kane died and her father accused jake kane but they don't right. care about how that affected her and and what has happened to her personally Mm -hmm. as a result. Um, So to wrap this up, what are you excited about for what's coming up next? Like, what do you hope to see? What are any, anything that was teased that you hope you learn more about, you know, kind of talking again about those, those promises that the pilot's kind of making of Mm -hmm. like, you're going to like this. There's going to be more of this. Like, what are you excited about for this show? Um, So I think, uh, I, I'm excited about the the episode or the uh, mystery du jour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so great. I I really enjoy shows that have like an episodic feel, mm-hmm. um, but also have an underlying story, um, underlying mystery in this mm-hmm. case. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's, I'm already I've already committed to watching the entire thing. Obviously, um, so um, I'm I'm just looking forward to 
seeing the characters grow. Um, I, I think it's they're going to be very entertaining, very um, engaging. Anything specific story-wise, there, there's, I don't think there's enough been laid down so yeah. far. Of course, obviously, I want to know who killed Lily Kane. Obviously. Um, but getting, you know, finding out more about the mother, which we've already touched on, mm-hmm. um, and just being getting to know the characters more. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that um, concludes our first episode of our Veronica Mars podcast. Very soon, we'll have a name for this podcast. Once I, we I like the, I like the name Untitled Veronica Mars Podcast. <laughs> I think it has a nice poetic ring. We can put to like it. a little asterisk at the end, and then it's like a list of like all of the names we've thought of that have not worked. That, that Corey has shot down. I don't. I wouldn't say I've shot them down. It's just some of them already exist. Like <laughs> we used to be friends, which would be a great name for a Veronica Mars podcast. Is already one. Granted, they only have like four episodes and then they stopped. Hopefully, we at least make it to five. So uh, how about this? So if we make it to five, we can take the name. There we go. <laughs> and we're like we're repurposing it. We're gonna have different art. Will be easier to find on the on Apple Podcasts or wherever we upload this. Um. So. If you liked this or enjoyed this, please continue listening. We'll be trying to post as often as we can. Uh, We both work full-time jobs, so (laughs) we'll see how this works. (laughs) Um, Send to friends. Leave us a review. Um, All of those things help us reach more people, um, I think. I only say that because I hear other people on podcasts right. say it. And, and in the future, we can tell you where to um, to, <laughs> to like find uh, to find this podcast at- because it might just be us sitting in Sean's studio garage room talking about Veronica Mars. So be sure to share the Google Drive link. Okay. <laughs> you can just download straight from wherever we're hosting these videos. Awesome. I mean, audio tapes, whatever episodes. Okay. Awesome. So, until next time. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>